Welcome everybody to Tight Ends, an NFL and fantasy football podcast based out of the UK. Uh, as ever, I am one of your co-hosts, Fitz, Commissioner of the Anglo-Scot Fantasy Football League. And uh, yeah, this is our third in a series of rivalry pods. We're doing a little uh, off-season program and uh, picking a couple of different teams from our Anglo-Scot Fantasy League to kind of reflect back on 2022. And this week... We're joined by uh, two gentlemen uh, who have a long storied rivalry in our league. And so let's bring them on. First of all, bring on this guy. Oh, I'm a gummy bear. Yes, I'm a gummy bear. Oh, I'm a yummy, yummy, funny, lucky gummy bear. I'm a jelly bear. Yes, I'm a gummy bear. Oh, I'm a moving, Is he a gummy bear? <laughs> he's not, he's not a gummy bear. He's a bearsden grizzly bear. Barry, how you doing, Buzz? I'm all right, buddy. How are you? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm so, I was just checking the WhatsApp and you were mentioning how you were putting your little one down, uh, bathing her. And she's only she's only a toddler, right? That's quite late. Is that a normal late thing? Or was she just, oh, she just... no, no, no. It was crappy dad weekend. It was cleaning the house Wednesday, Thursday for friends arriving with their three kids. Yeah. So it was me, my wife, my two-year-old, three kids yep. and a couple in our house. And then when they left, cleaning up all day yesterday, and then leaving me with a sick two-year-old. Oh, no. So I have a two-year-old oh, with a cold and a fever, so yep. she's just, our time schedule's all over the place. So uh, it's like, fair uh, some holiday weekend, that. Anyway. Fair enough. Good man. Dad Good problems. Man. Well, dad, dad problems. Dad problems that we can all uh, be very familiar with. And let, well, let, talking of dad problems, let's bring on uh, the daddy of this pod, who's returning after a long hiatus. It's this guy. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, mate, that, that is beautiful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, we have Mr. Flem, uh, you and Fleming uh, of the now Penton's Pumas. Um, no, no, no. Well, wait, wait. Okay, now we, I need, I need to. I need, yeah. We need to get this started because because you've gone on the WhatsApp group already, Barry. About not right. First of all, there's nothing wrong with the name Benali ball bags, and then you pricks made me change it all because you say it's not in keeping with the group or whatever. And now suddenly, Barry, you're not happy with my team name. What? What? Well, it's the, it's the consistency. It was ball bags, air soles, and now you've done pumas, and you're consistent. Like pussies follows the, the flow. What? No, it's because I had to change it because you said it was too offensive. Otherwise, no, I would have been. Well, right. otherwise, Pen- otherwise... Pentland uh, Pussycats, then. You can be the Pentland well, Pussycats. There you go. Well, put it this way. Otherwise, <laughs> the, other, the other area I live in is called Collington, and you know it would have ended up that way if I'd gone with that, eh? So. <laughs> well, you didn't. So you're not, you're, yeah, you're, exactly. So think yourself lucky. Just like, like you know, our, our good friend, uh, the Musketeers GM, Paul, has basically had to deal with Musketeers for a full year. You are the Pussycats until you no. earn the moniker of Pumas. Yes? No, no, he's had to yes. deal with Musketeers because he's shit. Yeah, he's shit. That's true. No. You had a losing season. Uh, right. <laughs> okay, right. Well, let's let's save the rivalry section for later on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm getting hit off already, so no. <laughs> this is why it's a rivalry pod. This is where, look, the first two rivalry pods, the first one wasn't a rivalry. It's just Steve and me shooting a breeze. The second rivalry was two guys, this, anyone who heard last week, don't even know what they're talking about with fantasy. This is where we get it's a bit tasty. And, yeah, uh, I, hate, I hate this prick. Yeah, and uh, you, we'll, 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 
we'll explain why in, in due course. But, uh, but you know what, Fitz? But, but joking apart, it's well, lovely to be back. I'm sorry, it's been available for so long. Yeah, it's, 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 it's lovely to have a ruckus. But just yeah. to be clear, you and Steve, not the friendliest rivalry, actually the two of you, passive-aggressive. You're holding yeah. back what you really think the whole time. You're being very nice to each other. It's a deeper rivalry than you think it is. Really? Just wait until we get a stat correction this season. Yeah. That'll uh, push him over the edge. Okay, okay. Well, look, let's... Uh... Let's move on to our new regular segment, which is just looking at what's going on in the league right now um, before we actually get any too deep in terms of uh, this rivalry, uh, which we'll touch on later. Okay. We are so not we'll, stealing it from Mock the Week. We are not. Sorry. Uh, no, we're not. We're not. We're stealing nope. it. No. The, the Mock of the Week's closed. It's finished. Doro Breen <laughs> and, and that comedy, whole comedy show doesn't exist anymore. And that's fine. That's why I ripped it. So, <laughs> for those who didn't know, that's a UK uh, comedy show, Mock the Week, bunch of sort of panel show, and they use that as a theme tune. They don't run their TV show anymore, so I've nicked it. Anyway. Uh, this week, uh, we're in the run-up to the draft. Lots of talk, lots of chatter, lots of interest about trades, rumours, tanking, all the rest of it. And uh, and so, guys, I wanted to get your take on this particular angle when it comes to the draft. And we're already done, and I've been a proponent for years, and Peter, the NFL has created the system that incentivizes <laughs> it. Once you know you're not making it to the playoffs, who cares what your record is? Go ahead and get the best possible draft position round one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that you can. The system is set up to incentivize that. So do we have tanking in the NFL? Because at the moment, it's quite topical in the NBA, isn't it, Baz? Mm-hmm. Very relevant. It's a, it's a different system, though, and, and the, the draft isn't that deep. But, so, yes. But it's, it's a different thing. But they, they are trying to deal with it as well. But sure. What do you think, Glenn? Yeah, I mean... Tanking's always been a thing for me, and I kind of go into um, lots of different um, thoughts about it, because um, I remember when, was it the Jets a few years back, um, that, um, you know, they, they ended up going um, absolutely mental uh, at their team because they won a game in week 15, and that means they couldn't get Lawrence, and um, and, and then the Jacksonville ended up getting Lawrence. I'm, 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 I'm not a proponent of the, the draft system. As it currently stands, um, I think it does bring about the possibilities of tanking and brings about, you know, whether it's legal or not. And they say it's not legal, um, but it does bring about the objectivity of teams actually trying to play crap in order to get a good draft position. Um, I'm all for the draft lottery type idea where, I don't know, you get the bottom 10 teams, put their names in a hat and you draw it from there, your draft yep. position. Um, you know, professional sports people should not be in a position where they're told by the management you should lose. And it's in the team's best interest to lose. Now, whether that actually happens behind scenes or not, you know, let, let's be brutally honest, it probably does a bit. Um, uh, and to me, it's, it's not right. Um, so I think, I think tanking does exist. And you're right, the NBA and the NHL as well are, you know, are really trying to sort that out. But I think there's some, some changes that need to be made uh, in the NFL yeah. just to, to get out of the system. Uh, I, so I don't disagree entirely. I mean, the, the, the NFL draft system which is aimed to equalise it out. So the bottom yeah. 10 teams get put into the draft lottery and they get a number of balls related to their position. And, and actually, over the last couple of years, they changed it where the bottom three teams were getting like 25% of the odds each, whereas now it's like 12.5% each. And then you get like 4% if you're like 10th. So it's yeah. stacked in your favour still, 
yeah. you still have a chance of losing it. So you can finish fifth bottom and get the number one pick. I think the difference in the NHL, um, NBA is you've got five players in the court, eight players on the bench. You've got other players signing in the back. The draft is really only two rounds. Like, there is not much talent beyond those, those two rounds. So draft position there is just like utterly vital. If you are not in those, those, those first five picks or so, you're not getting the prospect. And yes, the prospect is still missed. The NFL, one, the draft is incredibly deep. Let's look at Brady as the example, or maybe even Brock Purdy last season. Yeah. Incredibly deep. The number of picks means you can draft, you can trade. You know, just look what the Bears did, going from nine to one in Carolina. So yeah. you could absolutely trade those picks to, to, to get your position depending on, 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 on what you want. So that does add an element in there. And then the big one for me is, well, I, well, I don't disagree with you. You don't want teams tanking. Two things I'd say is sometimes if you've got a young team and young players, right, and you want to give them time to develop, like let's get the Lions, for example, right? Let them develop over time. Don't put pressure on them to win. Like Allow them that space. And if you get a good draft pick off the back end of it, then great. You can team build over time. Like the 76ers did that in, in, in basketball. They tanked for a couple of seasons, helped them build up, and then they got to the kind of championship sort of space now. The other one is, even if you do get a high draft pick, it's not going to pay off necessarily, right? So you use Trevor Lawrence as an example, right? So Trevor Lawrence was a can't-miss prospect. The first half yeah. of the season didn't look that great. The second half of the season, he looked phenomenal, and now everyone's talking about him like he's, he's the greatest thing. But just look at the comparison, right? So if you look at last season's 2022 draft QBs, Malik Willis, don't care, Kenny Pickett, don't care, Sam Howell, <laughs> Desmond Ritter, who, Matt Cole. We've only heard of Bailey Zappa, because of the injury to Mac Jones and Brock yeah. Purdy, the injury to two QBs, which let him in, right? Yeah. But yeah. then you, you, you cross-reference at 2021, in the same class, you have Lawrence Fields, Mac Jones, and Lance, right? You've got four. We don't know what Lance really is yet, but he shows potential. And, and then you go back to, you know, a couple of years before that, and you had, you know, Hertz, Tua Vailoa, <sighs> Herbert, and Burrow, Burrow all in the same class. Same class, so, cheese. It's it's like yeah so you, where they can't miss was was Jalen Hurts a can't miss prospect not necessarily so no. I don't know and, and then look look at Baker Mayfield at the, the Browns like you can take a whiff so I think it's harder to tank in the in the NFL because you've got less games and there's enough rounds to kind of equalise it so I, I I think NBA it's a bad thing in the NFL eh you know, GMs look like idiots when they pick the wrong player. So, I'm all right with it. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Fair point. Well, uh, let's not forget also, at the end of last season, the Texans were in that sort of space to be number one, and their coach was on his way out, and he wasn't going to get... Lovey Smith, wasn't it? And he wasn't going to get a contract, and then they won their last game. Yeah. A coach who was going to hang around might have had the incentive to lose that game and get the number one pick. So, uh, there's always those beautiful little moments like that, which... Uh, which uh, bring joy to my heart when it comes to uh, really badly run franchises, which we're very familiar with, obviously, in, in our fantasy league as well. Yep. Um, okay, look, interesting. The other thing I want to touch on, obviously, so I think we, we kind of, no tanking sort of happens, but not as big a problem, fair enough. The other thing, obviously, that happened a day or so ago was OBJ, going to the Ravens. So I want to do a quick fire round of you both, just a couple of questions top line like yes or no type answers um uh your gut kind of you know uh for both of you so question one will he have a thousand yard receiving season uh phlegm yes or no 
Yes. Barry? Yes. Will Lamar Jackson be his quarterback? Uh, Flem, yes or no? Yes. Barry? No. Well, yes, he'll be on He'll be on the squad. He won't play. Okay. Uh, will he last a season un- and-, and be unimpeded by AC- uh, injuries like he's had with his knee recently last uh, two years, Flem? I mean, that's that. That's the million dollar question, though, right? Because it's, it's fifteen. It's fifteen million. Okay, fifteen million dollar question. Because <laughs> that's the thing. It's two two ACLs, two ACLs. and that will that will that also impacts on the answer. Will he have a thousand yard uh, receiving season if he remains injury free? Yes. If he doesn't, no. Okay. So Harry? we'll give so him the benefit. Of, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's got you Mark both. Andrews. So yes. You're saying yes, Flem. You're saying. I'm saying. Um, there's a there's a difference there's a difference in predicting performance as opposed to predicting injury. So I'm not I'm not going to hang my hat on it. Oh, you certainly fence. Okay, and then the last question I ask you both: uh, Will he be a top twenty fantasy receiver next year, Flem? Yes or no? Top twenty, not top ten, not top five, top twenty, on a team that's mainly built around Lamar Jackson and the running. Well, it's mainly built around running exactly. Uh, go on, I'll say yes. Buzzer. No. no. Okay. Interesting. Well, we've got a recording of this now, so let's see what happens next year, and we can come back to this. <laughs> I'll hold you yeah. both to account for your <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll draft them in the third round just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Just but can we just say that this is just stupid? Like, you're, you're paying, like, ridiculous way over the odds for yeah. a player who's got an injury history on the hope, on a one-year deal, on the hope that it keeps Lamar Jackson interested for this year. Like, it's, it's not even a long-term deal. It's not like you signed up yeah. DeAndre Hopkins and said, hey, he's going to stay here for three, four, five years. No, they picked up a player for one year, coming off injuries, because he's a big name to try and keep Lamar interested for a season. You're asking Lamar Jackson to say, hey, go out, put your body in the line for a Super Bowl, and then maybe we won't, we're won't, probably not going to pay you, and you'll be a free agency, and God knows what happens. Ah, disaster. It's, it's almost as if the Ravens just wanted to prove themselves and say, yeah, we can do it. Yeah. That's kind of what it felt like. Because OBJ yeah. said no to so many others. Yeah. Um, and he's just, he's just you know, taking the big money. So, well, big money um, for one year. Well, for one year. Exactly. Well, he's 30, 31, 32? Yeah, he's 31, he? I think. 31, with, yeah. with, with two ACLs in the same knee? Yep. Yeah, he's not got long left. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, that's read all about it. Um, let's move on to the fun part of this pod, right? The rivalry. That wasn't section. fun. Oh, that was, that, was, <laughs> that was. Did you not hear Barry talk for about five minutes solid? About I did. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Okay. So this is this is the bit. So folks listening in, um, the last two uh, pods have been in rivalry episodes. We ask the rivals. So in this case, the. Uh, Banali ball bags, whatever they may become, Pentland Pumas at the moment is the tabled Pussy suggestion. Cats. The Pussycats. Okay. Versus the Bears being Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, so we've asked you both four questions to come to this pod with answers for. We've asked you to uh, reflect on your favourite NFL play of the year. We've asked you to think about who your opponent's best draft selection was last year what your big opponent's biggest mistake was last year, and then why you'll beat them 2-0 next year. So those are the four questions that we're going to co- cover off, uh, and we've covered in every rival report we've had so far. Uh, and then I'll just arbitrarily just score it, and uh, someone will come out as the uh, defunct, uh, or de facto, I should say, not defunct, de facto winner uh, from this pod. Um, any questions before we dive into that, gentlemen? 
clear? No, yeah, clear as anything. Okay, good, okay. Okay, we're going to start with favourite player of the year, and by uh, coin toss, uh, Flem, uh, let's listen to what your favourite player of the year was. Cousins back to throw on fourth and 18. He's given time. He wants Jefferson. Climbs the ladder. Oh, my goodness. Justin Jefferson pulled it in. The catch of his life keeps the Vikings' hopes alive. I think it's a bit of an obvious one, almost. Uh, week 10 in the NFL, game of the year, as far as I'm concerned. In fact, I think it was game of the year voted by everyone. Uh, Minnesota against the Bills. Um, and the catch on fourth and what was it fourth and eight or something like that yeah yeah jefferson one-handed over his head blind i watched that entire game and normally i watch red zone on a sunday night but for some reason that game was on live as well and i was watching it live and yeah like i had jefferson in my team as well but it was the one moment of the year where literally um i woke my wife and my son up upstairs because i jumped out of my seat and just went fuck yeah because not only was it fantasy points but it was just one of those unbelievable moments in an unbelievable game um, that got the, the Vikings back. And it was a, it was a joy to watch. I've, I've been back and watched the highlights of that game about 10 or 12 times, and I still have no idea how we got it. I, I remember it. Do you remember it, Buzz? I do remember it, yes. I, I, it, was either I, go, it was either going to be that play, I have to say, it was either going to be that play, or, ironically enough, the one not long afterwards where uh, the Bills had it on their own one-yard one line, fumbled yeah. it, and uh, the Vikings yeah, scored a safety just for the hilarity. Um, <laughs> it was a great they, they, were my, they were my two favourite plays of the year out of the same game. Loved it. It was a great game. It was a great game. And then you had the Kirk Cousins in the plane on the way home with his gold necklace or something, or a gold chain, oh, yeah. and all that jazz. I mean, would, would, would you have chosen this... Would it have been as obvious for you, Flem, because JJ was on your team? Would it have been def- would it have been as much of a shoo-in for you? Um, not as much of a shoo-in, but I think it probably still would have been there, at least top two, top three. Okay. But the, the very fact, just of that moment of the adrenaline of it hitting, plus you know, the huge points from that one play, it was an absolute out-the-seat moment. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't do it for me, because it, it's, it's just a big receiver jumping. Like... <laughs> And, it's and, got and, it's got too it's got too much flair and panache it, for Barry is what he's no, trying no, to say. It, 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 it's wait, wait, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for Barry. I'm going to wait for Barry's play when it's on. Hold on, you're celebrating oh. him doing his job. And just be clear, the Minnesota Vikings won their division by four games, right? So it's long-term significance minimal. Like, yeah, he caught four tonight. Great pass. Have we seen it before? Yeah, seen it before many, many times. So they like it. Sure, it was it was cool, but. Maybe we look at it different ways. It wasn't a significant play. It was an amazing play. It was an amazing yeah. piece of athleticism. It wasn't significant. Yeah, but it was It was a thing that made you jump out. You say, okay, I'm waiting for your one, which will be, I don't know, a dime formation fucking defense. <laughs> no. They've <laughs> okay, got okay. a one-yard well, run or something like okay. that. Let, let's, let, don't give me, get my, make me get my referee whistle out. Let's hear. <laughs> let's, Jesus, I didn't realize it was going to get this heated. Uh, let's hear what Barry's favorite play was. Puts him right around Hundley, he reaches, oh, that ball's out, that's live! Back the other way, Sam Hubbard! The Cincinnati kid! Hubbard's got a convoy! Chased by Andrews! At the 30, the 20, he will score! Do you know what? Great play, I'll give you that. Baz, talk us through it. A chunky defensive lineman goes the length of the field to prevent 
not only be part of preventing a touchdown, but to go to the other end of the field, knock the Ravens out, and keep the Bengals on course and play us a super well card weekend. Like, final, almost final, late play of the game. Mm. Bengals coming off a difficult period because of the, the, the what happened with the Bills. Like, just everything. And the guy was from Cincinnati. It was just amazing. It was, it was, you don't see that every day. And it was so significant in the season. So I, I think it's self-explanatory. In a derby, in a rivalry game. Yeah, in a rivalry game in the playoffs, hometown kids, and who and I think, love and a, a big chunky lineman running the field and just having the moment that should be in the movies like that is just epic. And I think what we can't deny is that in both those plays, what made it even better was those two bits of commentary, which are just both yeah. brilliant calls. Yeah, when yeah, when, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, the, when the commentators lose their shit, it's uh, it's yeah. definitely fun. It makes you sit up a bit more. Um, I I like I've got to judge this, and someone's got to win this round. It's tough, right? Because as a play player skill, yeah, JJ's one-handed catch is great. The OBJ catch over his shoulder when he was at the Giants, kind of thing. You know, that's great. Um, but I, I have to give Barry this one. I'm afraid for him because. With, with, with everything he said, it's it's the play, length of the field, the player who did it, the rivalry game, Super Wildcard Weekend. It kind of. You know what? I accept that. I accept that one. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, 1 0 Barry. Let's go on to round two. Okay. We're now going to turn to what you thought was your opponent's biggest mistake. Flem, this is what you thought Barry's biggest mistake was. It could happen on this down, third and nine. It's sorely pocket fire sideline for Hopkins, uncatchable. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. It probably wasn't his biggest mistake of the year. I don't give a shit. But um, <laughs> he, picked, he picked DeAndre Hopkins in the semi-final. He only took one reception for four yards, and that was the reason why he lost the semi-final to me. <laughs> Plain and simple. I would have put, I would have done exactly the same pick. I would have I wouldn't have picked anyone differently. But um, it meant he didn't go through to the final, and I did. So uh, yeah, who sucks? Reflections, Barry. I, he's not wrong. I mean, the, the reality is, that I was, I'm mentally prepared for this. My weakness, and there was two weaknesses, but I would say my main weaknesses, uh, I was far too late on wide receivers because I didn't have the first pick, a first draft, a first round draft, uh, draft pick. I, I compensated elsewhere. I didn't pick up receivers early enough, and so I was really cheeky and I, st- I stashed DeAndre Hopkins on my bench because he obviously was suspended for the first part of the season, thinking he would come good. And I just didn't have receiver depth. So he's absolutely right. I didn't have anyone else to put in, uh, apart from the running back. It wouldn't have saved me anyway. But, yeah, he's right. Yeah, you know, I, I gambled on someone who wasn't really fit for the season. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. Okay. Well, let's see what you thought. Flim's... Uh, I, know, I know straight away what this is going to be. What is it? Well, let's, 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 let's have a listen. Well, no, actually, no, Flynn, what do you think it's going to be? Go on. Actually, yeah, it's, got, it's, it's, got, it's got to be dropping Travis Etienne. Okay, well, let's <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. Oh, no, it's fucking hell. It's, it's not. Well, let's hear what Barry's view on your biggest mistake. Oh, no, no. I wait. I wait. He's, he's going he's to say I've made a mistake in giving me a second round pick for Christian McCaffrey. And again, yeah. it's not that easy. Yeah, How many mistakes have I made this season? This is, a new, this is a new segment. For someone who made the final, this is an impressive list of mistakes you've got. Okay, let's, let's <laughs> actually... Actually, listen to what Barry shows. Here's Murray. He takes off and stumbles, brought down at the 44 as he picks up three. And after going down awkwardly, he can't get up. That was Kyler Murray. 
going going down injured, couldn't get up. That kind of was an example of what Barry. Yeah, so it's not specifically Calamar. It is it's your QB strategy, right? It, it, it's it's fundamentally yes, you dropped Travis Etienne. There's no denying that. But the way you approach the draft, you you let a lot of surefire QBs get off the board, and then you didn't move quick enough to replace them. Like for example, you pulled Trevor Lawrence in later in the season. You chopped and changed your QBs. You didn't have a guarantee on those twenty thirty points, which meant you went through a massive losing streak at the end of the season. Amplified by ETN, you had a bad position going into in, into the playoffs. Yeah, you got by me, good for you, but you too many holes. So when you got to the Super Bowl, like four points on Trevor Lawrence in the Super Bowl, was it? So you, you can you can slide me off for DeAndre Hopkins, but you were relying on Trevor Lawrence to win you the title against Fitz's very very balanced, very strong team. Never going to happen. So QB strategy lost you from the draft. You'd lost a season from the draft. I lost the season in the draft as well from wide wide receiver. I admit that. Flim. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my, my QB pickups the last couple of years have been shit, actually, and that's a fair point. Um, but I still got to the final, so fuck you. And <laughs> <laughs> you still lost. <laughs> no. the, I mean, he did get to the final. Would he have got to the final without picking up CMC for that trade? I don't know. Uh, well, that, we're not yeah, judging we his best pickup. We're not. We're, we're not judging his best pickups. No, no, we're not. We're not. We're not. I know we're not. Biggest mistake. This is. And I. And dropping Travis Etienne, I still think is a bigger mistake. I. Long I think, yeah. I. I, mm. I don't. I don't. Especially because I. Especially because I picked him up so early. It was actually a genius pickup in the draft. How many um, points did Travis Etienne score in the final? Uh, no, I didn't he scored. Up. He scored me because I picked him up off waivers, uh, and he scored me the most points of any of my players in my, in the final. Uh, it was like I don't know, twenty or thirty odd. It wasn't out of this world, but it was a solid performance. Sure. Um, okay, um, I got to be honest. I've got to give that one to Barry, and here's why. I'll rule why. Sorry for them, but here's why. Your yours. Yours, uh, your mistake was a season-impacting mistake. Your QB room, Murray going down injured and chopping and changing, and it impacted your week by week, and you've admitted yourself you've had an issue with QB selection. Uh, Barry made one mistake on one, one weekend. It was the semi-final. Didn't get him to yeah, the final, and he didn't get the he, final for it. So. And he didn't, and he should have got to the final. <laughs> <laughs> he should have got to the final. He should have got to the final. But I think we all would have still picked Hopkins if we were an issue. So it's kind of... I have to go with his selection uh, on that one. So that's uh, absolutely fine because I'm, I'm still going to take the absolute moral victory. You're on. The, you do have. You own the moral victory as a fair yeah. view. So let's let's move on to round three out of four. Yeah. I'll, give, I'll give him that. Okay. Now, now we're getting to best uh, pick in the draft. Who did you think your opponent's uh, best selection was in the draft? And Flem, this is what you thought Barry's best pick was. After the turnover on downs, Davis Mills and Houston have it, and here comes Jacksonville teeing off. Oluwakun has been a monster for the Jaguars. I think it's one place where Barry and I always agree, is defense wins championships. Um, We are always kind of on that kind of tip. And picking up Foy Oluwakun from the Jaguars, I, I remember... It was kind of the rounds when the, the defensemen were starting to get picked up. And I had Rokon Smith 
really high up on my uh, on my picks, and I kind of realised that you were the pick ahead of me. And I went, he's going to take Smith, he's going to take Smith. You took a look at and I was like delighted because that means I could get Rokan Smith. But although I can knock it out of the park this year, and as the same with defensive men, if you can get a defensive man who scores you regular points, you know, double digits on average a week. Then you're you're absolutely killing it, and 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 Olokan was that guy. 10, 10.5, 17, 13.8, You know, it was just absolutely solid every week. Um, from a guy who wasn't even in my top six linebackers, so uh, I think that was a brilliant pickup. Yeah, it was a really good pick. I was I got to be honest, he wasn't even. I'll be really frank. Uh, I might have won it last year, but he wasn't even on my radar at the draft. So I was. When he when he came through and was uh, smashing it as well, I was I was very impressed ranking. I thought uh, I thought you picked up an absolute gem there. So I think you picked yep. him up like in round eight or nine in the draft as well. It's round like, eight, I yeah, it's round eight. relatively high. Yeah, it was still quite high. It was only the second defenseman to go off the draft. Um, yeah. Someone else took one before. I'm trying to remember I did. who the hell it was. I picked, it was I, Miles Garrett, I picked, was it? I picked uh, I picked um, Watt from Steelers. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah what was on my board? I was going to go what, but then again, what got injured? So I got, yeah. I got saved. But Aluokan yeah. was 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 number number two in that position for me. Yeah, and so mm. he was on my radar. I, I I was looking at the tackle numbers from the previous season, so he hadn't had the number of sacks, but he'd had the tackle numbers. And so you're just hoping for a break. And you look at Jacksonville and you go, hey, that team's going to win defense a lot. Yeah, and so so simple. But this will be interesting. The live draft next year. Can you make those pickups? I think he was best value pick, but I still think like to not have a first round draft pick and to choose Kelty and have that performance when you did have a low, like a really poor receiver class. I still think Kelty. Mm-hmm. I I still think Kelty is my best pick. Um, but yeah, but I, that, I can I yeah, think, I, I can understand that as well. You know, and then Kelty also he's almost the He's almost the obvious one, yeah. uh, and you know yeah. me, I don't do obvious. Okay, um, well, but you yeah. also got a soft spot for Jacksonville. I also do have a soft spot for Jacksonville. Well, let's uh, let's not talk about Jacksonville, but let's talk about soft spots and hear what Barry's view of Fleming's best draft pick was. It's going to be in the end one catch on five targets, yeah, fifteen be, yards. That's his lowest, that's the lowest number of receptions in his career. And that's a guy who never has a game like this. <laughs> he never has a game like this. <laughs> He's having a big yeah. So that was uh, some punditry commentary from when Justin Jefferson laid an egg against Green Bay. Uh, but J- uh, JJ, was your pick, Barry? Uh, take it away. There wasn't much to pick from, if I'm being very honest, <laughs> uh, based on his season. I mean, let's face it, semi-final. I scored 230 points. He scored 258. He kicked my ass, right? So yep. he absolutely deserved to be there. Given, but he's a streaky streak of piss. Bottom line, if he hadn't had Justin Jefferson, he wasn't making the playoffs because he was right on the bubble. He we was. were talking about it just as we were going in. Was, Justin yep. Jefferson saved his season we were, yep. by being who he was through the season, right? Good use of the first round uh, draft pick, unlike some other guys who, who squandered it. Uh, or, or made some, you know, got some injuries or some weird choices, but you nailed it with that pick. You did what you should have done with the first round draft pick. And what happened in the in the Super Bowls is nothing to do with you. I mean, it wouldn't have saved you, but nevertheless, you know, I still think he was your your most consistent best pick. Yeah, sure. Is that fair for him? Oh, it, absolutely. I wouldn't have got anywhere that season without JJ. 
Nothing at all. And you know, there's only there's only one potential pick from a keeper just now. Yeah, I mean, uh, unless the, miracles happen. There's um, when when I when I look at this, the two selections you've made, um, I looked into it. And JJ, for two seasons running in fantasy final weekends, has had his lowest score of the season during those fantasy <laughs> finals. Yeah. So, this, so this year, week 17 was his lowest scoring weekend. I love it. The, yep. the year before, the fantasy final weekend was the lowest scoring weekend of his year. He's two years in a row laid eggs in the most important fantasy weekend of the year. So um, I am looking forward to my final appearance next year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, you would have traded him away by then. So. Oh, I've dropped him by week four because I'll have, I'll have been annoyed with him probably. I, I will. That's a great stat, though. It yeah. was a great stat. Though, I, will, I, I, I will. Um, I, I have to give this point, though. Barry's two up. I will actually give it to Flem because I think Oluokun's, uh value yeah. at round eight and the fact he was like the top LB linebacker yeah. scorer in fantasy as well. But wasn't he, but wasn't even mentioned in defensive, mind, uh, defensive uh, player of the year. Wasn't even in the conversation. Yeah, but that's all about fantasy. Yeah, yeah. It's all about sack stats. So um, before we move on to round four, I just I, I do want to, I, I wish Barry had maybe made a, a different selection for your best draft pick. And there he goes, ETN. Oh. See you later. Touchdown. <laughs> a 62-yard run. That what? was my best. That was my best draft pick. Yeah. It was your best draft pick, and you you just benched him, and you benched him. So then, in the final, he could do, he could do this. A sixty-two yard run <laughs> against you. You know, it was a revenge tour for you. But I, yeah. uh, hey, Selavi, he didn't. So anyway, right. Let's uh, let's. So it's two-one going into the final round. Let's uh, let's let's take on this final question. Okay. Uh, and the final question is, why will you beat your fantasy rival 2-0 and this year? And, uh, Flem, we're going to start with you because you've been first on every round, so we won't break that. Uh, Flem, why are you and the Pentland Pussycats slash Pumas going to beat the Bears and Grizzlies 2-0 and this year? And for context, uh, and I just want yeah, what's, to... What's, viewers, the, what's the overall uh, context? The overall, stats? the overall stats, you've played each other over 11 years of this league, 40 times, 4-0. That's playoffs and regular season. It's 23 games won by Fleming, 17 won by uh, Baz. Uh, two titles apiece. Um, yeah, 23-17. Um, I don't think I will. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I've got, a, I've got a bad feeling about this season. Okay. And, I, and, I think, and I think it's because I've drafted my second round pick away. Um, and you've got Justin so, Jefferson who doesn't do it in the final. Yeah, sure. And I've got Justin Jefferson. And, 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 and <laughs> unless, unless injury happens or unless he gets struck down by some malady, I'm yeah. going to have Justin Jefferson as my first round pick. And I'm not going to have another pick until, what, 24th pick or something like that? Whatever it is. Um, you know... So, oh, no. so really, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at Gigi, and then and then, uh, well, it won't be 24th, but we'll be 22nd no, or something like that. No, you'll be like 18th or 19th. No, you'll be 18th or 19th. Anyway, either way, Gigi, and then down to 19th, 20th. I'm already not feeling great about that. But in saying that, um, what it allows me to do is do what Baz did last year, and you know, shake things up a bit. So I followed the same kind of regime. 
on how I draft every year. Mm-hmm. And next year I'm forced into a change. I have to do things different. Um, so it's it's going to be boom or bust. It's going to be either I'm going to come out of that draft feeling like a million dollars or feeling like a prize prey. And at the moment, I'm worried it's going to be the latter. <laughs> but the good news is, the thing that I think is going to potentially save me is the yep. fact that it's a live draft, and at least Baz and I know what we're talking about generally. As opposed to who who doesn't? Who, who you the vast doesn't? majority of the others. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're going to you're going to zig while usually you zag. Other people in the room are going to have no clue, so it gives you a glimmer of hope. But you yeah. think maybe you'll end up one and one this year with Barry? Yeah, I'll take one and one. I'll take one and one just now, as long as I can get two and zero against the Sharks, two and zero against the Alligators, and two and zero against the Musketeers. Okay. Okay. Any any before we go to your uh, answer, Baz? Any response to what Flem just said? Uh, apart from the answer I'm about to give, uh, his his draft situation was going to be the other reason. So yeah, okay. it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue with with the logic. No. Um, Let, yeah. Let's 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 hear. So Bass is actually providing me with a little uh, clip of why he thinks he's going to beat you two and zero this year. And and for listeners, just listen. Just let, let me play this out, and then Baz will explain. Hopefully, the context. Very good. Is that because of my teeth? <laughs> no, it's because it's because a camera loves you and your burgeoning media career is is you'll just simply be distracted by your hosting duties on this podcast and reveling in the glory of the attention and you'll make mistakes like you did with Travis Etienne last year. Wow. <laughs> Flem, what do you say to it? Well, I don't know. I was, I was, I was getting a bit worried that he's going to say my modelling career wasn't going to be taken off, but from the whole ginger, that's fucking saying something. <laughs> you know? Okay, okay. Um, I've got to be honest, I'm not hearing anything too compelling that's making me think either of you are going to storm it and win 2-0 and over the other uh, next year. So um, at, at this stage, I might have to call it a score draw. Um yeah, you know, you're Fleming, you're not thinking you're actually oh, going to. Agree, but well, I mean, they both kind of lean towards me, but yeah, sure, okay, that's fine. He's admitting defeat before the season starts. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not admitting yeah. defeat. I'm just, all, all I'm doing is merely um, putting my team on notice so that um, expectations are tempered to the best possible ability. Underestimate and overachieve. That's my strategy, as always. Sure. I agree with okay. the score draw on that one. Okay, so we're going to score draw the last round. So Barry, overall, you uh, you win this. You win this two to one. Ah, uh, oh, well, he won something, didn't he? He, he won something. Uh, same as my record last last season, two and one over. Yeah, over but what was the what was the what was the one that was important though? <laughs> your your lucky game. Well done. Ah. Uh, uh, okay. Lucky well, game. And, and, and this is why this is a rivalry, ladies and gentlemen, and it's what makes fantasy so enjoyable that over after 11 years and 40 matchups and 23 we games... We still don't they, like each other. They still they, they do like I each other. I can't wait to no. see his third round pick. I cannot wait to see his third round pick. Uh, and, and do, do, I, I, do, if I was him, I would not be picking up Jefferson. I'd, I'd be dropping him and picking up someone else in the first round. I, I don't think he can trust him. I, I, I really yeah. don't. I'm not not after the set I found out, I would not be having that boy no, in my can't team. Not if I was aiming to make a final, no chance. No. Lines are going to get better. 
you know, they still got a yep. decent draft pick on defense. This is the worst, worst attempt nine. to try and get into someone's head that I've ever, uh, ever. No, nobody's ever, trying ever to get anyone's head. We're just uh, being honest with you. Yeah, it's true. Fact. It's true. You're just, it's fu- true. you're just fucked. It's true. Well, it's That's nice. It. Hey, it's nice to have you both on. It's nice to hear the rivalry still alive and and uh, <laughs> kicking and and that you've both still got that heat going into uh, draft season where we'll be live drafting in person later this year on September 2nd. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for your time. Thank you for your Always answers. Always a pleasure, mate. Yeah, lovely to have you back, Flem. Uh, it was, uh, you know, shame that we lost you after that final for so long. It must have been a bitter final to swallow. And, um, I, was, I was just hiding in a fucking cave, mate. I couldn't yeah, stand it. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I, I can imagine that, and I probably would have done similar. Um, folks, if you've been listening and managed to last this long, uh, at Tight Ends Pod on Twitter, if you want to drop us a question, uh, a comment, uh, you want to have a little dig at Lino being... Uh, bit rambly that's great just give us a little uh, hit up and a like we'll be back uh, next week with the uh, what I think is the most actually heated rivalry of the league it's the Essex <laughs> there's actual actual real hatred there actual hatred which we don't know. <laughs> for two ours, is, ours is totally ours is totally for sure but they do yeah. not like each other <laughs> the two people who have never met the Essex Musketeers Musketeers Paul Radden and he's going into his third season against the uh, Ewan Broadwoods Ockengain Alligators, who are, let's be frank, probably the second worst team in the league after Lino's uh, Renegades. Um, so that'll be uh, tasty next week, and they both don't really have a clue what they're talking about, so add that into the mix. But yeah, at Tight Ends Pod, if you've got a question for those two idiots next week, that'd be great to hear in advance. But uh, yeah, thank you both for joining, uh, and, uh, and hopefully speak to you again and have you back on again over the summer as we ramp up towards the draft. Um, But yeah, thanks very much, guys, and uh, we'll see you all folks next time. Lovely stuff. 